Hi, this is Sensei James Leonelli from Sensei's Weekly Mindset, and I'm here to talk to you about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, and esports. Don't forget my personal favorite, MMA. We've got it all on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, we can help you find those on BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And don't forget Bet Online for NHL, boxing, golf, and like I said, my personal favorite, the sport of MMA. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Life isn't always easy, and you don't have to face it alone. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you have access to a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of needs. To get started, you simply answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's most convenient for you. The best part is, if your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price, all from the comfort at home. To start your journey and to get 10% off of your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash sensei. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash sensei. BetterHelp, you deserve to be happy. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor at Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I am back in my home recording space, ready to give you guys this week's food for thought. As per usual, I'm wearing some of my Tiger Gear Best. Uh, one more shirt from the Everyday We Train line. I can see Tiger Shulman's live fearlessly. Right, this whole line, uh, including the shorts, tank tops, everything, men's, women's, children, all available on TigerGear.com. I've worn my way now through all the t-shirts over the past few weeks uh, for this line. So check them out. Uh, get yours right there again, tiegear.com. But uh, moving on, we are now in the wake of Flex Fight Series 24. And uh, that was the beach brawl this past Saturday. And as per usual, after Flex Fights passes, I like to kind of sit back and think about what thoughts and what mindsets we can take from what happened over the course of that weekend both weigh-in day, the weigh-ins themselves, and fight night, of course. And, you know, whatever we think about in the you know week afterwards. So, cool little tidbit. This was our fifth sold-out show in a row. Sold-out tickets and a ton of pay-per-views sold as well, which is pretty awesome, nonetheless. Um, it just speaks to the experience that Flex Fights provides. Um, not just doing my own horn on top of the pay-per-view, but just the environment in general. Um, from the fans, from 
you know, the in-ring performers in terms of the fighters, you know, the ISKA, our sanctioning body, and just the vibe of the whole event, like what DJ Richie Ruckus is able to put out there, what our ring announcer does, and just generally how the whole show is put together really, really well. And I remember talking to you guys after our May show and talking about how I felt it was like the best show we had ever done. And now a mere two and three and a half, four weeks later, I find myself making the same claim yet again. I feel like that was the best show we ever did. I feel like as good as May went, I feel like June went even better. I feel like 24 was even better than 23. Um, we had an interesting theme this time. This time uh, we were doing the beach brawl, so it was kind of um, Baywatch themed. So a lot of the production staff was uh, wearing the same outfit they were wearing, uh, like the white polos and the red shorts. That was uh, kind of the staple of the Baywatch television show. And a lot of like the print and stuff like that was kind of in that vein and so forth. And it was just a very cool decorated show. Um, myself and Ben Davis, the other commentator, both had lays on. Uh, one of the production staff got us lays. What that had to do with Baywatch, I'm not entirely sure. But whatever we were wearing them, uh, we'll likely use them again as um, we, we move into the July show. Because Tiki, I know, is part of the theme there. But we'll talk more about that as we get closer. So we had 21 fights, and everything went like as well as it could have. I mean, not only did we have an excellent night of fights and really no technological problems whatsoever, just everything went really, really smoothly. Our communication with the, with the producers went great. Um, it, just even thinking back over the whole weekend, if we think about like weigh-in day and how that process works out, because one of the things that's often very difficult for Ben, myself, and all the rest of the commentators is getting all of the fighters over to do pre-fight interviews with them because, you know, it's a crazy day. They're settling up on tickets. They're seeing the doctor. They're making weight. They're taking headshots. They're talking to their teammates and all of that. They're doing all of these things the day before getting locked in a cage with somebody who's going to try to be, that's trained for the last however long to try to beat them up. And of course, they're going to try to do the same thing. So it's a very stressful kind of crazy day. And not to mention the fact that many of the fighters are cutting weight, so they're even crankier than normal. They got to do all that, plus media obligations with myself and the rest of the broadcasters. So we did what we could this time to make things easier, to make things better, in that we sent our fighter questionnaire out in advance to make sure that we could have as many fighters as possible fill it out beforehand beforehand they could go through it give us as much background information as we possibly could get and it, we did this in in uh in may as well um and it worked out pretty well in may may we had a bigger card so you know it, it maybe not felt like it went quite as well this time i think it went even better and we were more cognizant of it because of how, how much more easily it allows us to get through what we have to get through. So like when we're talking to these fighters, we're able to, we have a whole bunch of background on them already. You know, we ha we've answered certain really important questions leading into the broadcast already. We've already understand their motivations, their training backgrounds, what's gonna stand out about their skills, what they've been working on, what improvements they've made from their last fight. We have so much information beforehand 
that a lot of times I'm just kind of double checking what's there. And then I'm able to be like, all right, that's what's on the paper. What else do I need to know about you? And some of the time, it's not much of anything, which makes the weigh-in process that much smoother. Um, sometimes there's more, and that's great too. Sometimes I get the fighter who didn't get the questionnaire, and I get to bust their chops that they didn't do the questionnaire. And then they go about filling it out, giving me all that basic information, as well as whatever commentary they give me while I talk to them. And one of the things that we've improved throughout the, the year plus that I've been with Flex is how we go about this process. Because in the beginning, I was kind of chasing fighters around like a chicken with my head cut off. Are you fighting? Are you fighting? Are you fighting? Because as much as we deal with so many of the fighters many, many, many times, every card we have debuting fighters. Or we have a fighter that I haven't seen in four cards. Or I saw them once and then I haven't seen them in a really, really long time. Or, uh, you know, I didn't get to talk to them last time, so I don't even remember. <laughs> like, like I didn't, I don't have them again. So, because of that, um, it made life much more difficult when I was trying to figure out who was who. Are you with the fighter? No, I'm the coach. Are you the fighter? No, I'm the coach. It made it very difficult. And then on top of it, you know, DJ Richie Rockers would be like, "Hey guys, make sure you see Sensei Leonelli," and that was cool and all. And they would try to some would find me, some wouldn't. And then we tried setting up a separate room, kind of like in the back of the arena to make it like, all right, guys, you come to us. And that's how we did it in Florida, but we didn't do it in a separate room. We made me a station. I had a table. I had my, my stuff with me and the fighters just lined up and they just came down fighter by fighter by fighter. And it worked out really well. And we did something very, very similar this past weekend. Um, we put myself and Ben in two chairs, had two chairs for the fighters. So that way, if there was uh, someone who needed a translator or anything, we could do that as well. Um, and it really worked out well. Like it was a well-known thing that they had to come and do this. And we got a significant percentage of the fighters and we got a significant percentage of people to do the questionnaire, which was all great. Um, by the end, by fight night, there was only one guy who hadn't done the questionnaire and is what it is. You know, um, we didn't have a lot of background on him, but that's his fault because he had every opportunity to get this as we should have. Um, so that part went better. Um, on the fight night, Ben and I have worked together now. This is now the third show we've worked together. So a fourth show, excuse me, that we've worked together. So it makes that process easier too, because he and I understand each other's rhythm. He understands my analogies. He kind of can see where I'm going with certain things and cue me up. He, he, I can wait for him to set me up for certain things and I can flow right back into something that he's going to say, because we have each other's rhythm down a little bit better now, which is really, really nice. Um, and we now know, like, we now know exactly what the other's going to do, what the other's going to, going to, uh, bring to the table. And it makes life flow that much better. And we got a lot of, I've heard from a lot of the fighters already, and, um, they're all very complimentary and everything they have to say, which is wonderful. Um, I got a new experience in that I was doing, uh, post-fight interviews in the cage with all the fighters for the main card who won by stoppage and even some who won by decision. I like if they want a title, but nonetheless, uh, overall, just a great, great experience. And like I said, I had nothing, you know, I, you know, we could always nitpick. There's always little things I could have done better. You know, uh, one fighter did a post-fight interview and I realized that like I made a joke and it kind of went over to fighter's head, young kid didn't quite catch it. And then once I explained to him, he goes, oh man, I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> but nonetheless, um, 
all really went well, went really, really swimmingly. Uh, and the question that I'm left with, and whatever thing, it's funny, people question often when things go wrong. Right? Things are going wrong, why are they going wrong? But what they don't often question is why things are going right. And that, it's equally as important to ask those questions because you have to figure out what's different while you're doing it right versus when you're doing it wrong, when things are going wrong. What I think about when I think about this process, and this brings me to our mindset for the week, is the idea of the scientific method, right? If you're going to have a hypothesis and you're going to test it and you're going to put this whole scenario out, if you test it and it doesn't go the way that you're going to think, you don't change three things. You don't change four things. You change one thing. And then, depending on what happens there, you either put that back where it was and change something else, or you change that thing a little more. But still, you only change one thing. And then again, you change one thing. And then again, you change one thing. And you just keep adding that change of the one thing. Always. One little bit at a time. Because when you try to add too much, you're turning the wheel too greatly. You're going to flip the vehicle. It's no good. Instead, our focus should be smaller. One little victory, then the next, then the next, then the next. See, that's the thing about progress. So often we forget this sometimes. We forget that when it comes to progress and challenge and pushing ourselves, that just because we pushed ourselves, just because we challenged ourselves, doesn't mean we're going to be successful. We shouldn't, we shouldn't bet on that. It, it's, a, it's kind of a silly bet to make. Instead, your mindset should be different. You should realize there are going to be times when I fail. Good, bad, or otherwise, I'm just going to fail sometimes. It is what it is. It's part of the process, and that's okay. But failure leads to lessons. Failure breeds lessons always, right? Think back to the simplest goal that we can wrap our head around, and that will be learning how to walk, right? We get up on our feet as a toddler, and toddle around. Every time that we fall, there's a lesson in that. We're learning how to better balance ourselves. We're learning what way to balance didn't work. Right? There's this movie that came out years ago. It's a, I believe it's a Pixar, Pixar project. It's called Meet the Robinsons. It's about a family of inventors and, and so on and so forth. And they have a museum to their failures. Oh, remember when I tried this? And, and, and like the person who got introduced to this family and was seeing their museum of failures couldn't understand, like, why are you celebrating your failures? And what they explained to him is, listen, we didn't fail. We just found a way that didn't work. And then we were able to take that and try something that worked a little better. And then try something that worked a little better. And the same is true when it comes to everything we've done with Flex. Now, we might change more than one thing at a time because more minds are thinking about it than just one. Right? I might look at myself and, and the questions that I ask fighters and realize that certain things are very predictable. There are certain things that I ask them on a very predictable basis. And I bounce them off of the other commentators and so forth. So I made a Google form and I said, this Google form will make life much easier. And then we tried it and when we executed it. We realized a couple of things were missing because now I didn't think about it from the ring announcer's perspective and how he needs city and state. And I didn't think about it from the DJ's perspective and didn't realize that some fighters, when they write down like their song name, they don't write down like, oh, I want this song by this artist. They just write words. And... I don't know, like, is the, are these words the artist? Are they the singer? Are they the song? Is it a YouTube video? Like, I, I don't know. So 
now I took the form and I tweaked it to make it better. So that way it will more easily, it will more easily get this information to the DJ. And now we're able to refine the process even more so that every time it gets a little bit better. So even just that one small section of the process, we, we tried something, it wasn't working well. So we tried a different way. We, we evolved a little bit. And then once we evolved a little bit, there was the bumps in the road. There was a the couple of things that didn't go quite right. Okay, what didn't go right? Well, it was really hard to get the fighters to do it fight day. Um, Cause you know, whose phone didn't work, who was too distracted, who's this, who's that, the other. Well, we can send it out in advance. Okay, okay, we got that done. Now that's all done. Oh man, we're going through this list. I don't know what these songs are. These guys put this their city, but not their state. Like, I don't know what this is. Okay, okay. So now we got to change up the form a little bit to make it a little easier to set fighters up for success a little bit more. Okay, that worked pretty good. That worked pretty good. What else can we do with it? And of course, we've taken a couple lessons uh, from it as well. You know, like I noticed there, there was a, a question that was set up incorrectly. It should have been a checklist question, and it was a multiple choice question, so that they, could only, they could only pick one thing. So obviously, I had to fix that. And then there was a couple other things that like we needed to just tweak here and there. Um, and again, in that process, how we're going about getting that information, how we're doing that is going to get that much better. The way that we do the fighter interviews with the weigh-ins, I think that is vastly improved. You know, we found out that having the fighter in one, in one place, having them come to one place was a great thing. But having them out of sight, out of mind didn't really help. Instead, we needed to be like right there with them where they could see us and they knew they had to come to us super important. So each time we're learning a lesson from not to listen, I still think flex is one of the best produced shows out there. But by not getting our ideal done, not getting what we imagined done, or just the natural growing pains of going through things, we're able to, t to learn these lessons. And as you learn lessons, you must apply them as you move forward to try again, right? Like there's a, a meme that floats around the internet quite frequently. And it has pictures of chocolate chip cookies. And in this particular recipe, they use too much flour. And in this one, they use too much butter. And in this one, they use too much that. And not enough this. And not enough this. And the cookies come out differently, all based on the mistake that was made. But if we don't identify what, what the weakness is, what the mistake is, and if we don't apply that knowledge into our next attempt, then that first attempt was basically wasted time, right? Wasted effort. Because the value of failure is twofold. It's, of course, picking yourself back up and trying again. And that is a very, very, very important part. You're not getting anywhere without that part. It's very important. It needs to happen. So what we need to think about is, though that is an important part, it's also the lesson that comes with it that's super, super important. If we try and we fail and we don't know why and we don't take anything from it that failure is a waste of time but if we can pick out mm, that reason right there that's what we're on how do we make this better how do we execute this better hmm. okay now let's try this and this and this and that'll make it that much easier okay now we execute those things okay it's better, but we're still missing X, Y, and Z. Well, then we change X, Y, and Z. All right, now we're seeing them, there's a little bit of growing pains here, there, everywhere. All good things. That's how every bit of progress works. 
you apply that same model from the scientific method. You try something, it falls short. You don't change everything. You change one thing, maybe two. Right? Because again, it depends on the scope of what you're talking about, right? Like for example, 90-day challenge time. We're talking about exercise and nutrition. When I talk to people about nutrition, and I have someone who's living a completely unhealthy lifestyle, who's living the standard American diet, and they're drinking a whole bunch of soda, and they're eating a whole bunch of junky food. If I tried to take that whole life model that they have, and the diet that they have, and the nutrition that they receive, and I try to just, we're just gonna turn that over, and you're not eating any junk anymore, and you're immediately going to just oatmeal in the morning with some egg whites, and then uh, grilled chicken and brown rice five times a day, and you know, you know, on the last one you have some broccoli too, a little bit of hot sauce, that's it. Like, they would, it would never last, ever, 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 and they wouldn't see any results because they'd get a day and a half into it before they'd, they'd throw all the grilled chicken and brown rice at the window, right? How, as well they should. But if we gradually take one thing away and we gradually change one thing and we t tweak this meal, we tweak this meal, and we do just a little bit at a time, in a very, very, very short period of time, they've made a drastic change. I'll never forget Sensei Stan, one of my best friends, was telling me the story. And it was about one of his students doing the 90 day challenge. And I forget what the particular advice was, but every day they drank through a 12 pack of this particular soda. Let, let, let's call it Pepsi just to make it simple. And that was what they did every day, Saturday, Sunday, it didn't matter. Every day they sat down and they drank a case right, 12 cans of this particular soda. And he said to, to them, listen, I don't think soda is good for you. I can tell you why and everything like that. And I can tell you, I think you should give it up cold turkey. But I know that's not realistic. So first week, take away one can. Next week, take away a second can. Third week, three, and so forth and so forth and so forth. The amount of weight this person dropped was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Because so, like, you don't think, oh, the can of soda, who cares? Well, like, some certain cans of soda are like 200 calories, 250 calories. Cut out seven of those a week. Doing that math real quick? You think about the thousands of calories you're saving and how quickly you're saving them? You can lose almost a pound a week just doing that. Just doing that. You're burning a pound's worth of calories out of your week. So now you realize. On the second week, they're down two, right? So now they're down like 500 calories a day, a day. Think about how many calories that person is going to be down by the end of that challenge. Even if they change nothing else, think about what a difference that one little change can make. And then, of course, one to the next, the next, the next, the next. That's how we apply this model to whatever it is we're doing, martial arts, diet, nutrition, exercise, our career, a project at home, so on and so forth. Whatever skill you're trying to learn, you apply this model, you try it, you put the effort in, you move forward. Then, when you invariably fall short, which you will and you should because it's an early attempt, you learn the lesson, you apply the lesson, and you try again. Maybe another lesson waiting for you there. Again, take that lesson, apply that lesson, and then move forward again. It's not just the trying that matters. It's not just the consistent hard work that matters. It's learning from those failures and redirecting ourselves a little 
as we pick ourselves back up. So that's all I have for you guys this week. As always, you guys can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook. I'm Sensei James Leonelli. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Sensei underscore Leonelli, S-E-N-S-E-I-L-E-O-N-E-L-L-I. You can find everywhere I am on the internet on Linktree, linktr.ee slash Sensei Leonelli. You can find my school on online. We're at tsksmithtown.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. Twitter and Instagram, we are at TSMMA underscore Smithtown. You can find out more about the podcast on Instagram at Sensei's Weekly Mindset. Find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at TSK.com. If you want to get your everyday we train line, get on to tigear.com. If you missed anything from our sponsors before, I want you to go to my link tree. That's where you're going to find all the information on the sponsors and so forth. Discount codes and all that stuff is all right there. Other than that, guys, make sure that you guys leave a rate and a review. It just helps, right? Subscribe, get your new episodes every Wednesday automatically without having to do anything else. But the most important thing you can do, the biggest, the biggest thing that you can do for me that's going to pay me the, the, the greatest compliment is if you share the podcast. I love seeing the download and view numbers go up. It means a ton to me when I see you guys share it. So please get out there and share the podcast. Other than that, my friends, as always, until next week, invest in yourselves. I'll see you guys on the map.